world where medical doctors cover up your symptoms with drugs. You need a better way. Look no further. You found it. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Always consult a physician when trying to get off a prescription medication. Welcome to the Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Showalter. I am certified in holistic nutrition. I am not a doctor, and these claims have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration to prevent, cure, or treat any disease. So I'm going to continue talking about cancer again this week. Uh, To recap the previous episodes I did on cancer, episode one was on the ineffective and deadly conventional medical treatments for cancer. Episode two was cancer causes that you didn't know about. Episode three was supporting your body's immune system. And this episode, episode four, I'm going to continue talking about how to support the body's immune system because it's the immune system that is your best friend when you have cancer. Now, you're probably going to hear the word apoptosis several times mentioned in this episode, and I just want to give a good definition for you of what apoptosis is. And this is actually a natural process in the body. Apoptosis is a natural uh, programmed cell death. And when your cells outlive their usefulness, healthy cells, they commit suicide and other cells take their place. Well, cancer cells don't commit suicide, so they keep on growing. And... Um, think some of the things I'm mentioning today, we'll, we'll talk about how to help the body trigger apoptosis, which is the natural process of committing suicide. So uh, as a reminder, nobody treats cancer. I do not treat cancer. Always consult a physician when you're dealing with a life-threatening disease. I would suggest seeing a naturopath and do your own research and question everything a medical doctor is going to want to try to perform on you. So continuing on with this episode on supporting your body's immune system, first one on the list today is high doses of vitamin C. There's over 5,000 results on using vitamin C for cancer on PubMed. Someone in my network has even saw a benefit just taking five to 10,000 milligrams orally per day. Uh, but most of the literature is about intravenous vitamin C. Now you can't take a lot of vitamin C orally or it might cause digestive upset. So that's why you have to, if you want to try taking it orally, you have to just play with it and find how much you can actually stand. But most of the literature is on intravenous vitamin C and uh, Linus Pauling was one that started pioneering research with vitamin C and he uh, remains the only person to have won two unshared Nobel Prizes, the first in chemistry and the second for peace. Surprisingly, the most recent study on the topic from the researchers of University of Iowa published in the Journal of Biology suggesting that vitamin C's cancer-fighting potential might come not from its antioxidant capabilities as uh, previously assumed. On the contrary, vitamin C appears to generate free radicals to tear apart cancer cells while leaving healthy cells unharmed. Uh, They found that in in the body, vitamin C quickly breaks down, uh, generating free radical hydrogen peroxide as a byproduct. Now, this paradox, this is a paradoxical effect because free radicals are the very cells and DNA damaging chemicals that antioxidants such as vitamin C remove from the body. But what researchers found was that healthy cells seem to be, have a defensive mechanism that easily allowed them to resist the oxidizing effects of hydrogen peroxide. Now, hydrogen peroxide is actually a natural process in the body. 
So the body uses hydrogen peroxide as a defense mechanism by the body's own immune system. So right here we go, we're talking about supporting the immune system. Um, tumor cells, however, were much more likely to be damaged and destroyed by this chemical. Now, conventional medical people will say there's no benefit to doing vitamin C. As I mentioned, there's 5,000 studies on PubMed. This is published research. If we put all of that aside, you cannot doubt that there's some type of health benefit, whether in quality of life or whatever, uh, by doing intravenous vitamin C, even if it's done with, it, with traditional cancer uh, treatments. Sometimes people do these natural immune-boosting strategies along with their cancer treatments, and they come out with better results. The next one on the list is B17. Now, this is a substance called Laetrile, which was created by Dr. Krebs as a concentrated form of amygdalin amygdalin that is obtained by extracting it from apricot kernels. Amygdalin is a nitrilocide and its structure most resembles that of B-complex vitamins, so Krebs named it B17. Two of the active ingredients in this amygdalin is benzaldehyde and cyanide. Now cyanide is actually in a lot of healthy foods such as bitter almonds, millet, sprouts, lima beans, spinach, bamboo shoots have quantities of cyanide in them but they are still safe to eat because the cyanide remains locked in within the substance and therefore is harmless. Now cancer cells are your cells but they're not like normal cells. They contain beta-glucosidase which healthy cells do not. Beta-glucosidase is also the unlocking enzyme for cyanide and benzaldehyde in the amygdalin molecules. When the beta-glucosidase in a cancer cell unlocks any amygdalin molecule, a toxic synergy is created that specifically targets cancer cells. With the help of rhodanes and other protective enzymes, healthy cells are not jeopardized by this process. To get enough B17, it's like eating uh, 15 to 20 pieces of apricot stone or the nucleus or the fruit of the stone, fruit stone, every day. Dr. Harold W. Manor in a book named Death of Cancer stated that his success rate of cancer uh, with Laetrile was as high as 90%. Now, Laetrile is a processed extract of the apricot seed, so it's a little bit different than just eating apricot seeds, but Laetrile has been banned in the U.S., but it is in Mexico. Other foods containing B17 include the fruit stone or grain seed of fruits, such as apple, apricot, peach, pear, prune, uh, common beans, corn grains, which include bean, lentil, sprouts, and lima beans, peas, bitter almonds, mulberries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, seed grains, sesame and linseed, flaxseed, groats of oats, barley, brown rice, groats of block wheat, linseed, millet, rye. But moving on to the next one, curcumin. Now, curcumin is the active ingredient in turmeric, and there's uh, 1,200 results of turmeric and cancer on PubMed. One study called Promising Anti-Tumor Properties of Bisdimethoxycurcumin, a Naturally Occurring Curcumin Analog, says curcuminoids are, uh, are turmeric-extracted phytochemicals with documented chemopreventative and anti-tumor activities against several types of, types of malignancies. Curcuminoids can modulate several molecular pathways and cellular targets involved in different stages of tumor initiation, growth, and metastasis. Recent studies have revealed that BDMC, that long name that I mentioned earlier, 
type of curcumin. Has anti-tumor effects exerting through multi-mechanistic mode of action involving inhibition of cell proliferation, invasion and migration, metastasis and tumor growth, and induction of apoptotic death in cancer cells. There's that word again, apoptosis. Another study says curcumin induces apoptosis in human leukemic cell lines. There's over 200 documented studies to date that address the effects of curcumin on breast cancer. In particular, there's literally thousands of positive effects that this component of the Indian spice turmeric can have on the immune system. Curcumin has shown to reduce tumor growth and induce apoptosis even on multidrug resistant breast cancers. It is opponent anti-inflammatory and can drastically improve immune function. One study published in the Journal of Nutritional Biochemistry reported that curcumin tripled the expression of the protein whose job is to, is to combat bacteria, viruses, and fungus. A Dr. Agarwal suggested to take one gram of curcumin a day for the first week, two grams a day for the next week, and week three, three grams a day. Week four through eight, take eight grams per day. And he says if there's no benefit by week eight, there's probably not going to be a benefit. But moving on, lemongrass oil. 18 studies on PubMed using the search terms lemongrass oil and cancer. In a journal of carbohydrate polymers, a study called Activation of Intrinsic Apoptotic Signaling Pathway in Cancer Cells by Simbopogon, the citratus, that's the uh, polysaccharide, um, that's the, like, the technical term for lemongrass. Lemongrass is the common name. A more recent study published in the Journal of Pharmacognosy Communications reveals that lemongrass is also, also effective against cervical cancer. Researchers found that lemongrass not only stops cervical cancer cells as well as several other types of cancer cells from spreading, but it also initiates cancer cell apoptosis, as known as programmed cell death. A 2009 study published in the Journal of Chemico-Biological Interactions revealed that lemongrass oil, essential oil is effective in targeting at least 12 different human cancer cell lines. Animal trials show that direct injection of lemongrass essential oil inhibits cancer tumor cells, tumors, in the dose-dependent way, meaning that the higher the dose of the oil, the better the outcome. When administered a dosage of 200 milligrams per kilogram concentration, lemongrass essential oil was shown to inhibit both acidic, meaning in in the fluid of the abdominal cavity and solar tumors by 97.34%. For sarcoma 180 tumor cells, the same dosage resulted in uh, a tumor inhibition of 94%. So that's that's pretty high, pretty high rating there. Next one on the list is cannabis oil. Rick Simpson supposedly helped 5,000 people using cannabis oil. His story says he usually gives 60 grams over a 90-day period. There's uh, actually 34 studies on cannabis oil and cancer, most of which are from NCBI, which is a government entity. Uh, one of the studies says that can cannabinoids inhibit cancer cell invasion by increasing tissue inhibitor of matrix metalloprotease. One study called Non-THC Cannabinoids Inhibit Prostate Carcinoma Growth in Vitro and in Vivo. That means in glass and in the body, like when they're testing it in petri dishes, and in vivos when they're testing it in real life. Um, Pro-apoptotic effects 
and underlying mechanisms. What the study said was cannabinoid receptor activation induces prostate carcinoma cells apoptosis. Another study says, in the current study we examined whether ligation of CB2 receptors would lead to induction of apoptosis in tumors of, of immune origin and whether CB2 agonist could be used to treat such cancers. Exposure of marine tumors, that's mouse tumors, EL-4, LSA, and P815 to Delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol, THC, in vitro led to a significant reduction in cell viability and increase in apoptosis exposure to the EL-4 tumors to the synthetic cannabinoid HU-210 and the endogenous cannabinoid anandamide led to significant induction of apoptosis. So what do you guys think of that? The conventional tr medical treatments say there's, there's nothing you can do apart from chemo and radiation, yet all of these published studies talk about how they're supporting the immune system and seeing results by using things that are not chemo. Uh, what do you think? Should I do another one on on supporting the immune system because there's a lot more. Uh, let's do a little survey here. Clap if you want me to move on to another topic for next week. Okay, clap if you want me to do another episode on cancer. Okay, so I guess I'm going to do another episode on cancer because there's lots more, lots more to come. So stay tuned. This is Brian Showalter signing out. We'll see you next time. To see the products mentioned in this show, head over to freedomfrompharmacy.com and look at this episode's show notes. And you can see all of the longevity products by clicking on the store tab. The Freedom From Pharmacy podcast is owned by Easy Way LLC and is under Ohio Revised Code 4759.10i.